You are now listening to Kindred Spirits Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. And welcome into Kindred Spirits here on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. John, you've like, you've, if you're watching on the stream, by the way, John has switched, switched. He's now in a t-shirt, an awesome looking t-shirt. Uh, why don't you tell the good people who may be listening on radio, describe it, give intimate details <laughs> about said t-shirt. Yeah. All right. So in the theater of the mind, everyone close your eyes and imagine a t-shirt. <laughs> it's very much like that. So I'm wearing, I am modeling for you here, the Kindred Spirits official t-shirt uh, that you can purchase yourself at rfkrefugees.com slash merch. Uh, there are t-shirts. There are uh, mugs, I believe. I think there are, or I think there are hoodies. I think there are, there are infant onesies and a whole bunch of crazy stuff, uh, that you can buy for either this show, Kindred Spirits or United 96, if you're a fan of both or either. Uh, we love when you support the show monetarily. And if you do so through this, you actually get to wear something out of it. So sort of a win-win situation from my book. So make sure you check that out. Uh, this shirt is very comfortable. Like, it's all I can say. Uh, yeah. you should buy it. It's very comfortable. You should, you should buy it. John, how are you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? Hope it was good. It was good. I think I watched some soccer. I think, uh, what else happened? I don't really know. It's kind of a blur. Weekends are doing that. <laughs> That's happening more and more. What about you? you uh, man, I Yeah, I was out there refereeing at the, at the, uh, Jefferson Cup in Richmond, which if you, if you don't know is a, a major tournament. This was the girls showcase weekend. So it's a lot of college scouts out there. I think I, I did see the VCU, um, the VCU, uh, uh, women's coach who was out there. Uh, one of the referees apparently knew her. Uh, and said hello to her. So there, there were definitely scouts out there. It was very. I remember once I went out of that tournament, and there were like scouts literally sitting there, like just staring intently, and they had the the college gear and everything. Um, I haven't seen that in the past couple of years. I've I've done this tournament, um, but so but seeing that was was interesting. A lot of a lot of high quality soccer, a lot of good soccer. There's there, there's a there's a lot of good players out there, and the Jeff Cup is a good way to remind me of that. Is there are players who are way better, way better than. Uh, than, than a lot out there so there were uh, there maybe there were pro referee scouts maybe they were looking oh. they, were, they were they were checking you out they're giving you no an certainly 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 not there there was uh there, there is a referee who i was friends with i won't say his name i've i made people may know who i'm talking about uh he was there Ted i saw Uncle. him briefly uh but i had to i had to run out no 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 he has refereed he's refereed some nwsl games someone said he did referee an mls game i hadn't seen that i figured i would i would see that because i know him uh, but I did see him very, very briefly. Uh, I was running. I was kind of running a little bit behind and needed to get to my game, so I didn't get a chance to say hi to him. But uh, was it Baldomero Toledo? No, it was not. <laughs> Stop, John. I'm just naming okay. MLS referees what, now. One thing, one thing, one thing. I do do that, and I promise you, I promise you, I will, I will steer this in the right direction. Uh, we we all watched the Open Cup last weekend. Can we please, please get a women's version of this tournament? Mm -hmm. Like, my goodness, that was incredible amounts of fun. I was already preparing for like absolute like disaster with the U.S. men's national team. So that was just so refreshing to watch. And we were all watching it. It was great. It was stupid, good fun. So many red cards, so many people, like so many, so many like adults being like, this is like my only moment. I am on ESPN plus. This is the only chance. We need a version of this in the in the women's game desperately. I think it would be tremendous amounts of fun. Yep. We did not talk about it on, on our United 96 coach, so I wanted to bring it up. Um so let's talk uh let's talk spirit. Um let's talk spirit. Uh the spirit played against Orlando that was a one one draw. On a high school field. John, you have the wrong team on this list. It was a one one draw against New New York uh New York Gotham. Couldn't you have just made that edit yourself? <laughs> 
Without... I, feel like I, I feel like I need to call you out for that, my friend. I just okay. realized, I was like, Orlando, wait a minute, All right. hold on. All right, Ted, okay. you're in trouble now. You're in trouble now for every mistake. <laughs> you're, you're on notice now. So anyway, you also uh, walked right over my joke about the fact that it was played in a high school field. It was so in high school field. So yes. intent to, pu- to punish my mistake uh, in writing this <laughs> recap for the for the group. Anyway, uh, let's talk. What's before we even talk about the game, or should we talk about the game first, or we should, should we talk about the social media skirmish that that fell about it? Because let's it's talk funny. about the skirmish because I think that's that that's what's getting the most attention at this point. It is so. So Ashlyn Harris. Uh, well, for the first thing that happened, DC, uh, the Washington Spirit. Uh, admin posted a gif or a video clip of ashley sanchez absolutely cooking ali krieger on the sidelines just breaking her ankles just 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 stealing her soul uh and then i think tweeted at the team account being like is it too soon yet or something like that harmless a little bit a little bit of banter a little bit of bants uh from a one one draw but ash ashlyn harris couldn't take that uh lying down she could not uh bear to see her loved one get cooked like that so so viciously on a tweet that at that time probably had like 12 faves and like two retweets. No, no, no. What better to do than to boost that with the audience that she has uh, and blame the field, the field that both teams played on uh, a- as a reason why uh, Allie Krieger got turned inside out like, uh, I don't know, something that gets, her, that gets it turned inside out. And then to make things more tasty trinity robin was basically like you mad like cope what's what's why are you upset about this i don't i don't get it uh and then of course instead of just letting things go uh she basically said all right there young one uh you're getting a little bit too big for your britches uh which is and then someone else pointed out like hey you guys have the same number of uh of world cup world cup minutes uh and uh and uh, caps in the last few years. <laughs> I, I don't know who posted it, but the, the best comeback came from the Twitter account that said, oh, wait, here's you on a proper field. And it's Ash. I think it was uh, it was um, Ashley Hatch uh, absolutely taking the ball off of Ashlyn Harris and scoring a goal. Best. That was that. That, 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 that took that. The, was that the good. No, gr- I, I thought that was in. It looked like it was in Orlando. Maybe I was wrong. I, listen, Ted, I think it was at Audi Field. I'm pretty think it was certain. Field? I pretty think certain? I do. Yeah, okay, all right. Maybe all right. you're probably certain. Someone um, can <laughs> get us in the comments if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am this time. Uh, but he, uh, but so that was the absolute best comeback of the whole thing. John, so I'll be honest. I've, n- I've not been out to Secker Field. Mm-hmm. This is an honest – I'm coming from a pure honest question. I understand the locker room conditions probably are not – They're not great. Quality. The whole setting, the scene, not great. Is there something about the field? Because there are plenty of turf fields out there. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of turf fields out there where they host soccer games. Is there something about the turf or the field that has these players so upset? Or is it just like from your from your estimation? You've been out there. You've seen mm-hmm. the field. Like what what do you what do you what do you see from there? I I don't think the the, the field is not very good. I will, okay. I will, I will cop to that. The fact that it's not a, there's no sprinkler system that they find it challenging to water it. The ball bounces a lot and it's also used for a lot of games. That said, both teams played on it. Mm-hmm. Both teams have to deal with the situation. Also, the spirit don't want to play on it. The spirit oh, no. yeah. hate Segrafield. They kind of suck at Segrafield. They would, they would like nothing better than to play all of their games at Audi Field. Uh, but that's not the way things go. And, they are uh, they are very clearly just waiting for this whatever whatever year agreement they signed under under previous ownership. They are writing that out, and I, I think really 
when you talk about uh, Michelle Kang wanting uh, Jason Levian to invest, I, it's it's twofold her her approach there. Not only just to bring some investment and some money into the team, but also to get a, someone who's like, okay, we need to put this team at Audi Field, and uh, now I am now I am making money off this team, and I want them to be in a place that's going to be successful. So um, I, I think DC is. I I think if I think if the women's the um, the sort of the second division team that they were looking to start uh, this year started this year. I think they would have actually officially moved all. They would say, Nope, let's, let's just push them all to Audi field. They could have played DC was not playing at Audi field. They could have absolutely had these games at Audi, uh, the game at Audi field. There's no question about it. Um, I think it's the nature of the current agreement. And uh, hopefully once that runs out, we see something a little different. And hopefully too, that the attendance picks up the, the attendance for that game was pretty good uh, at mm-hmm. Segra. So I think the real thing is how how do they how do the games do? They're playing Wednesday night at Audi. How does that do for attendance? Uh, is yeah, that, is, are the numbers up? That's that's something to watch. So anyway, Ashlyn Harris, uh, don't tweet. Just uh, someone said, <laughs> go outside and touch grass. That's something that you should have considered doing instead of tweeting. And uh, it, it uh, I think you lost, and that's okay. Sometimes you lose, but there was also a game that took place, and I, I don't, I don't want to give short shrift to that. And it was not against Orlando; it was against Gotham, a team that has been a boogeyman for the Spirit, particularly at Segra. But it just seems to have their number as far as no matter no matter who's out there, something kind of weird happens. Uh, Sam Staub, of course, the red card that she received last year, or maybe the year that like was last season. Um, that's uh, this has just been weird, and I think now with this this off the field Twitter shenanigans, I think there is a now it's good to have a rival. We didn't the spirit really didn't have one before, so to speak. I don't think there was one a team that the fans felt really aggressive towards. <clears throat> so even if this is a little bit manufactured and a little self inflicted by Ashlyn Harris, it's good to have someone that you're uh, that you're not liking. So that's who it is. It's now the Gotham. Uh, Sam Staub had an opportunity here. Emily Sonnet is injured. Jordan DiBiase injured. Uh, Jordan DiBiase continues to be injured. Um, Jordan Baggett. Uh, but Sam Staub had an opportunity to really take control of the center back. She had Amber uh, Amber Brooks playing for, uh, for her first start right next to her. And she had a great game. Uh, she had an opportunity to really step in and, and handle things. She's in, her, she's in her fourth season. I think that Chris Ward had a lot of good things to say about her at the beginning of the year, about how she's growing, continues to grow, continues to sort of refine her game. She's great passing out of the back, but she also made a number of great tackles. I think the story to talk about for this game is the press continues to be bananas. The mm-hmm. the the Gigan press, the Losada ball, whatever, Chris Ward ball, whatever you want to call it, the first 20 minutes – of this of this game uh, were ridiculous. They were suffocating the amount of turnovers that they generated, interceptions, balls lost in the Gotham the Gotham eighteen as they were passing around. It was ridiculous. The spirit could not, however, convert on a number of chances that they created. Overall, they had twenty something shots, twenty like twenty five shots, ten on goal, which is bananas for a one <laughs> for a one one game, uh, but. The spirit, if they are able to stretch this out, I think 90 minutes is impossible. But if you're able to have 15-minute chunks of this in each half, I don't believe any team can actually handle it. I don't I don't think that any defense can really pass their way out of it. Uh, big uh, A change sort of Tanaya Alexander draft pick for this year got her first start. Uh, it's the first time the, the spirit have become very lucky with their draft picks. Uh of the Trinity Robin, Ashley Sanchez <laughs> variety, they, they come fully formed and ready to dominate NWSL. 
tonight I had a very rough first 40 minutes. Looked very, very slow. Looked off the pace. She had a, she she started to play better towards the end of the half and was subbed out, I think, for Ashley Hatch, who then immediately scored because that's what she does. Uh, but that's something to keep an eye out. There is some, for a team that is uh, as strong as this team is across the eleven. The area that I feel is the thinnest is the attacking third uh, at depth past Ashley Hatch. Tara McKeown still needs to start converting her chances. She had a number mm-hmm. of them, uh, but once you get past that, goal scoring is a little bit of is a little bit light. Um, that's just a slight concern for a team that is otherwise built like a like a tank. Yeah, and and it's you know I'd be curious to see if they you know give Terry McKeown that chance. I think you talk about it a lot. I mean, just the the press. What's what's so incredible is that this I mean, this team is basically treating this like a preseason and I have zero concerns about this team, not about whether this team can whether, you know, the last half of 2021 was a fluke. And I think that was a legitimate question. You know, was it just vibes that brought this team to a championship? Is it going to wane or uh, completely fall off, you know, fall off a bit. Once once you get that, you know, get that championship, you know, the ownership situation to solve, you don't have a lot of that sort of driving uh, uh, motivations of the players. You know, what happens once all that's gone? And I think from what we've seen from these games is, uh, is that uh, it's not the case. And this team is absolutely playing well enough to win both games. I think against Orlando and against uh, Gotham, they've got draws, um, Number of chances to win this game, like you said, I think their expected goals was ridiculous compared to Gotham. Um, so they're generating the chances. Uh, I think, honestly, if I want to talk about the best attacking player, I think so far it's been Ashley Sanchez. Yes, I mean, absolutely, just cooking players. I- I'm not going to say she's necessarily uh, upset about, uh, but we-, we know her personality. We know she wants to get paid. Uh, I don't doubt that maybe the the contract Trinity Rodman got is maybe uh, rallying around a bit in her head, and she's like, she signed a bit too early. She signed a three year contract at the beginning <laughs> of the season. A little bit should have waited for a change in ownership. Yeah, I, think. I mean, she's been not she has not been uh, not been shy about saying her motivation, which is to get paid. And I think she maybe said, that, okay, you think uh, Trinity Rodman's great? I'm not saying she's not, but uh, I think. Um, I think that uh, I'm better, and I think she's starting to show it. That maybe playing a little bit of a chip on her soldier because she's been excellent throughout this whole uh, this whole Challenge Cup. Uh, Trinity Rodman's been a little bit; she's not been terrible, but I guess with the contract and the expectations, I've been maybe a little bit let down. I haven't seen I haven't seen the moments I guess we saw last year, and I think she does sort of grow into the season a bit. She had like a 60 yard run this yeah. game that was pretty phenomenal. I think the challenge is going to be the challenge for her is the same challenge she had last year. Mm-hmm. She attracts attention and the attention usually comes in the form of a boot at her ankle or in her yeah. knee. And they're going to kick the S out of her all year long. Mm-hmm. And the challenge for her is going to be a staying healthy with that, but then B also not lashing out. She had a, she got a yellow card for descent for screaming at a referee on a foul that wasn't at her. The referee was very inconsistent this game. I'm not going to harp they- on NWSL refereeing. Uh, but it wasn't it wasn't great. I think the red card itself. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the highlights or the game. The red card, the second yellow for Amber Brooks that they uh, gave her a red card in the 65th. To me, was a tangling of feet and and a not an unintentional situation. Uh, and and it was yeah. tough to call. Tough to give a second yellow in that way. It, it was it was harsh. And then to see. I think the referee almost maybe realized that because then there were situations in which uh, I think Trinity Raman, I'm like, 
I mean, based on the other referee, Trinity Robbins running close to a to a second yellow as well on a couple of her plays, uh, and the referee did not give it to her at that at that point. Um, Chris, that I would... think told Chris, I think told the a the, the the assistant referee, and the, I think the assistant referee was like, "You gotta you gotta get her off the field. She is <laughs> she is a she is a boiling tea kettle right now, and you gotta get her off. She's gonna get a second yeah. yellow. So yeah, she was running hot for sure." Yeah, and so I mean, I think eventually the sub came, and uh, I think I think very much, very very uh, very glad uh, for the spirit that they they can they can have her for the next game, the next uh, game coming up. And just to just to sort of recap how how what everything happened, how it actually became one one. Uh, there was a penalty kick in the twenty second minute. Mm-hmm. Midge purse, a veteran move, basically did these the uh, the swoop and squat. That's to steal a commercial use. She took the ball off of a corner on a short corner and just stopped. And Trinity ran through the back of her. Uh, 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 not Sam Mewis. <laughs> her sister, the Christy, other Mewis. Christy, Christy Mewis. Mewis uh, scored her first goal for Gotham on the penalty. And again, despite the 25 shots it took until uh, the second half where Ashley Hash came on, did her thing, scored from about the 18 near post. Great, great goal. Which is just what she does. I love when she scores from further out and doesn't just get her tap ins. She shows her range, uh, and and also shows the dependence this team has on her for scoring goals. Uh, so something something to watch out for this year if that if that load can get spread out a little bit more. And I already referenced second yellow. The thing I also want to talk about. It drove me crazy, and I don't know if this is a preseason thing, but setting the goal setting Aubrey Kingsbury on goal kicks, and then putting the other two center backs. On the six, side by side, and then just passing out of the back every time on a goal kick, just like left or right, in order to get a slight advantage from having the forwards have to run in and potentially intercept the pass. I do not understand this. I don't. I don't know how. I'm gonna, I don't know if I want to ask Chris Ward about this necessarily on a press on a press availability because you know maybe it's preseason, but it it seems to me. That the risk is not worth the reward. That far up the field, your advantage in getting a slight numerical disadvantage or moving moving a forward out of position on a first ball does not seem to indicate on a dead ball situation that you're going to have a run that you would not have had otherwise. I don't understand it. It's, dr- it's driving me crazy. I think they had four or five turnovers and near misses that didn't need to happen. I hate it. Hate it. Hope they don't. Hope it doesn't. I hope it's not a regular season thing. Uh, and, and then, so just so, you know, we sort of, we sort of covered it. Uh, the one, one finish, uh, there were a number of opportunities late. The spirit are playing this sort of like a preseason in the fact that they are subbing up the players that need to be mm-hmm. subbed out. I would look for even more changes with that, which you had a Saturday game or a Friday game and now have a Wednesday game, uh, on so a short turnaround. Ashley Hatch played 45 minutes. She might probably start this time. Uh, but, uh, Ashley Sanchez, Played 90 the first game, played most or all of this game. I don't have the sub patterns in front of me. Trinity came out. So look for them to, even though this is North Carolina Courage, who's won two games and a team that always plays them tough, I'm curious how this is going to set up from a lineup perspective. And I guess we could, we could roll right into that preview because that's yeah. the main sort of the main thing. Uh, North Carolina has beaten Gotham 2 nothing and Orlando 1 nothing. Orlando on a penalty. Uh, I watched a little bit of that Orlando game, and it was it was scrappy. It was not sort of the way that they want to play. It was not a it was not a five nothing swashbuckling type of game. It was a dirty physical game, and they were able to eke it out. 
and, and their new coach. I don't want to, I don't know, is it Nahas or Nahas or the, the new coach, Sean, uh, was, was very excited that the team showed that they can win those kind of games because it's important for a young team, he said, to be able to, to, to muck it up, uh, and, and, and eke those games out. One thing, sorry, I hate to go back to the last game, but one thing I do want to say, very impressive how the spirit, even playing 10 men, absolutely dominated Gotham. Like yep. just the entire game flipped on its head. But to your point, yes, North Carolina looking pretty good to start the the Challenge Cup. I don't know. I don't know what you what you make of the, the Challenge Cup results. I'm sure everything gets turned around there. Um, but very, but very uh, interesting to see whether Chris Ward goes for it. It is at home at Audi Field. He want you want to impress the fans. He did do some rotation. Um, I guess who do you think? You know, you're thinking Ashley Sanchez on the bench. Maybe probably Trinity Rodman coming on the bench. Who do you think? Uh, you talk about the weak front three. Who do you have? Uh, who do you have starting up there in that front three? Uh, you got Mickey Owen and Hatch probably as two of them. Uh, the quite the real it's it's I would maybe put Anna Helferty up there as yeah. for her first time. She came in as a sub again. I think you got to give her an opportunity to play further up the field, particularly when you have some injuries. Tonight, Alexander might play again because she's yeah, new and I, they're trying to get her opportunity. I, I would say you talk about Tanya Alexander. Every player coming in, you know, there's certain players handle it better and handle it quicker than others. We saw that with Ashley Sanchez. Some players take a minute and then your, your hope is, is that they maybe get over some of the nervousness and they kind of grow into the game. Uh, Tiana Alexander had a really nice ball. I think uh, that almost found, um, Yep. I think it was Ashley Sanchez or was it Mickey Young? I can't remember. Uh, really Sanchez, nice ball. Post. Yep. Almost had a really nice ball to, to get him. And I think that's a positive sign. If you're a young player is that you go and you make contributions despite maybe having a rough start. I think you give her another run out. She got mm-hmm. the, the first game jitters and you kind of see, see what you have in there. And you get her on grass, and you get her on a wider field. So that's I think that's probably right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm curious. North Carolina, sorry, I think North Carolina also will have to make a number of changes. They're somewhere similar on a similar time span. Uh, the, the last game that they played, the players do not like this turnaround. They, they're like, why in the world in a preseason tournament are we doing less than a week in between games? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but. Uh, if you have a chance to get out there, this is coming out on Tuesday. Uh, plenty of tickets available to go see them at, at Audi Field on Wednesday night. Uh, I should be there covering it, so hopefully to get some some footage and, and, and talk to some players. But uh, I am not super optimistic about this game based on the way North Carolina has come out and set up. But because it's preseason and anything can happen, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a score prediction here. Go ahead, Ted. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that. I think the spirit have played better than the results have shown. And I think this is a game you could potentially look at them at suddenly it's starting to click. Uh, I think that's, you could absolutely, I could absolutely see that. I think it's going to be tough with the rotation. um, But I think if they can, you know, eat a goal, I'm going a two nothing victory for the spirit. I think, I think this is the game where, where it finally starts to come together. And I think they, they go out and do it, Uh, especially at home on grass in a stadium. They, they enjoy playing in very clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I see that happening. I would say two one. So also feeling positive for this for the spirit to get a victory. Uh, we have a Twitter question. I want to make sure we answer. Uh, Emily Gertis says, "How much do you think the game plan will change now that it will likely be Rodriguez slotting in at center back? Will they play a more defensive midfield? I'd like to know if Bailey will be back. Felter absence for sure. Will Rodman score a hat trick on Ashland next time? Seems <laughs> likely." Uh, yeah, so center back is now suddenly a injury crisis with Amber Brooks uh, ha- with a red card. Emily Sonnet still not recovered. 
It will be interesting to see what they do. Rodriguez coming in from a uh, – I came as in a sub, I believe, last time. Will likely get the start next to Sam Staub. Will they play a more defensive midfield? I don't think so in this in, – in a preseason tournament that, that's being regarded this way. I think they still have things that they want to do, and they're not necessarily going to bunker. Dorian Bailey is uh, – I haven't had the injury report yet. I think there's a press availability tomorrow, and this that will be too late for this podcast, unfortunately. Uh I, I don't think it was a serious injury, so she should. I'm hoping she's back. Uh, I think that that will help this team uh, sort of clog the middle of the field up. But I don't. I, I think they're still going to try to play their game, regardless of the center back uh, situation. I don't think. I mean, if it's a regular season game, maybe you think about that. But I think with this type of tournament, you're looking to see. You're looking. You're looking to see what you can do. It doesn't really matter if you lose this game. It's disappointing because probably you know, depending on the crowds and the fans, you want to entertain the fans. You want to get a win. Um, but I, I think, in a certain sense, uh, you also want to see what you got and with with players, and you want to play your game. You want to play the game that you want to play, um, and and really start to grow that. It's more important to do that than to get the result in this situation. And maybe it's blasphemous, but I would almost prefer them to not have the extra games uh, and not maybe not get out of the group unless they're going to win. If they're going to win the whole thing, that's fine. But like, if not, I don't I don't really care I prefer they're ready and healthy for, for a regular season. Yep, I, I think we care. I mean, I like the Challenge Cup as a preseason tournament. I think there's a little bit. I feel like NWSL is just kind of like keeps going back to the well on it. But I mean, I, I actually, I did not know there was a massive, I mean, it shouldn't surprise me, but I, they brought up the cash prize. They actually getting know. paid a little bit. Yeah. They're getting paid a little bit. So there is a, mo- a monetary incentive to win that. Um, I also, but I also think it's, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of it's also about the the season and kind of growing, uh, growing into that. And I think I would much rather, would I rather this team win the challenge cup or win the NWSL championship again? Much rather win the back to back. Yeah. I want to see Bailey Feist play. That's my hope. Chris Ward uh, is, is they're still, they're keeping them. They're not pushing them before they're ready and that's fine, but I would like to see, I would like to see yes. her play. But that, I, I think that's, I think that's probably going to do it. We have a game. We, we, we've changed the schedule release this time. We're going to put mm-hmm. the, uh, the Kindred Spirit show out Tuesday, today, as you're listening mm-hmm. to it. Uh, if you are listening to this Monday night, uh, you're either listening to us live on Twitch or you are a Patreon subscriber. If you don't know about that, patreon.com slash rfkrefugees. You can pay uh, as little as a dollar and as much as you like and get the show uh, combined with United 96 right as soon as it's done. So you can listen to it Monday night uh, or normally the show comes out on Thursday. You would be able to get it on Tuesday morning or Monday night whenever you want to listen to it. So consider that. And also, as I said before, rfkrefugees.com slash merch. Consider that as well. And by the way, if you're listening to us on the regular RFK Refugees feed, that's right. You need to switch. I think the the deadline. I think this is your last opportunity. To it switch. is. We should have told the other show that. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, people switch. Uh, by the way, yeah, this is our last chance to listen on that feed. Uh, thank you guys so so much for listening, and we will uh, catch you guys next week. One spirit. <laughs>